Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, out of order. Hello everybody, it's your girl Sonya McQueen with your mind, your body, your choice. It's almost turkey day, you guys. Thanksgiving is absolutely my favorite holiday. Um, those of you who know me intimately, personally, you know I love to cook and I'm a really good cook. Yeah, I'm, I'm popping my collar over here, old expression for you youngins. Um, but more than cooking, even though I'm a phenomenal cook, I am an exceptional baker. So it's been a while. I try not to bake uh, as much anymore. I used to bake something every Sunday, uh, cookies or a cake or pie or um, brownies, something every Sunday for everybody through the week. But now it's just me and my husband being empty nesters. I don't bake as much and he uh, has um, diabetes. So I definitely only bake sugar-free for him and I don't want it. I want all my sugar. I want all my fat. I want all my sugar all the time. So I end up buying him store-bought stuff a lot. So I'm, I'm actually anxious to bake a couple of cakes and some pies and um, my award-winning stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm all smiles because I started already today, Tuesday, and tomorrow I'll get up and I'll cook some things tomorrow that can go in the refrigerator and get up at four Thursday and finish. But anyway, today I didn't come to you to talk about being thankful, but you should be. If you're able to hear this podcast, I pray you're thankful. If you have a cell phone or a, a computer or a laptop or an iPad or some kind of pad that you can listen to this on, I hope you're thankful. If you have a car to drive, a roof over your head, and I mean that, water to drink, because it is honestly true, you're more blessed than so many people, so many. So, But today I wanted to talk about your sadness, how to get through your sadness. Now, I don't have the answer, so I'm going to be more specific and talk about myself. But sometimes we do go through things. And it's okay. We're human. <laughs> so never feel embarrassed or as if you have to apologize to others for being a human being. You know, I've said it a million times, backwards, forwards, any way you could think of it. But we are all 100% human 100% of the time. Which means you will go through your ups and downs. All of our days won't be sunshine. It won't look like blooming flowers and beautiful green, orange, yellow, and marine colored trees with these perfectly beautiful trunks and this beautiful, thick, plush grass that you walk through with the perfect amount of wind blowing lightly through your hair and, and slightly moving the leaves. Sometimes there'll be valleys so deep that you cannot see the top of them. <laughs> there will be long storms that will beg to stop. We'll say, please, please, please stop, stop raining on me. You know, it's, it's, it's a struggle sometimes. You won't be able to see one foot in front of you 
It's just that dark and it's just that gloomy and torrentulous. It's just, you feel like you'll never get out of it, but just know all you have to do is breathe, pray, speak with someone that is a positive someone, a therapist or a friend that you know doesn't fall into the valley with you. You know, hmm, I have a question. Do you have a friend that when you tell them something's bothering you, they equally get upset? You know, they, they meet your they meet your level of energy. You're mad, now they're mad. You're telling them, I can't believe this person did this, and they like, F them. <laughs> You're sorry, such and such. You ain't like them anyway. And, you know, they're, they're matching your energy. That's the absolute friend you don't want with you when you're in a valley. I was on my prayer conference and, and I was thinking about how when I first moved to Florida, there were people that I would speak to and anytime I was upset, they ensured to keep me at that level of energy. And I'm, I'm positive it wasn't done on purpose. These are people who care about me. But I realized that when I'm upset, those are the people I cannot reach out to because they do not deflate my my level of excitement, negative excitement. They don't deflate it. They inflate it. They keep it level. They like to see me like that. They, they want to be upset with me. That's absolutely who you do not need in your corner when you're in a valley. You need that person that says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Sonia. Sonia, let's, let's talk about this. All right. First question you should ask somebody, do you remember your last valley? If they say yes, was it a struggle to get out of? How'd you get out of it? What happened? Because what tends to happen is we forget we have valleys and that we come out of them unscathed. We're still here. We're still breathing. We still have a job sometimes. If not, we have a new job. We still have our home sometimes, but if not, we still have shelter. We still have people who love us. We still have a God above to talk to and pray to. And we forget that when our next valley comes and we act brand new, like this has never happened before. This is all new to me. Oh my gosh, I've never. Yes, you have. If you've lived life, you've been in a valley before. Even Melody. Melody's not even one yet. Melody has her little little valleys when she wants her food right now. She cannot imagine why that bottle's not right here for her. <laughs> and she's going to cry a little bit. And she sees you fixing that bottle, but she's still mad at you. And she's, ah! She's not even crying like, ah! She's like, ah! Hurry up! <laughs> her little 11-month-old valley. So, um... I'm, I'm just trying to make light of this, but in not making light of it, do not surround yourself with the negativity, you know, and, and think about it. Do you remember your last valley? When you're in your valley, try to think about that. Try to think, oh, wow, I've been here before. Maybe not the same situation, not the same scenario, but I've been in a valley before and I survived and I was happy again for a long time. Now I'm in another valley and I know He'll pull me through again. And I know that sunshine is right around the corner. And I know in a few months, 
I'm going to forget all about this valley. And everything can't be a valley. Somebody cut you off in traffic, now you're mad for the rest of the day. What's wrong with you? That person doesn't know you. They just can't drive. Or they weren't paying attention. Or they're in a hurry. Whatever it is, release. You can shake your head. Be like, boy, I hope they slow down before they cause an accident. But don't carry that. Such a minute thing to carry. I was at the grocery store last week. Um, one of my favorite places to be, shopping for groceries. And there was a lady, I, I was um, at the butcher part, you know, getting some meat chopped up. And there was another lady who walked up. And she was standing there and she asked me, did you pull a number? And I was like, no, this, this store doesn't have numbers. You just have to, you know, it's only you and I. So I was standing there waiting and another lady walks up. And the other lady who walked up, um, she asked me a question about the meat. And I was telling her, oh, yeah, that's what I'm getting now. He's, he's chopping it up now. So she was asking me, how do I cook it? What do I do? So I was telling her a recipe of mine. And she was literally listening and trying to take notes. But anyway, when he handed me my bag, this lady who I was just speaking to tells him, I want forgetting she wasn't next in line. So the lady to the right and said, no, 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 heavy accent. I'm next, I'm next. And the lady ignored her and kept talking. So the nosy me was just trying to listen a little bit while I pushed my cart real slow. And so finally, the lady who was wrong, who shouldn't have been putting her order in says, fine, you go. She was literally, fine, you go. And she folded her arms in front of her and put her foot down in front of her. And I thought, wow, but you're wrong. You knew that lady was standing there when you walked up. There was only two of us. It's not like there was a big crowd and you were confused. There were only two and you're upset. Now, what I would have done just my personality, and I'm not saying I'm right, I would have told the butcher, you know, I was next, so what I would like, I would not have confronted that lady at all. I wouldn't have said a word to her. I would have looked at her crazy, but I would have went on. But the lady was, you can tell she was visibly seeping in anger because she couldn't go next. Lady, there's only two of you left now. No matter what this lady gets, she can get one of everything. You're still next. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to pick your battles, what you want to consider a valley, and save those moments for real valleys. But then put aside some notes. Put aside some positive notes. And put on it, if you need to, valley notes. Sadness notes depression notes and make sure it's full of love and positivity if you're a mom or a father put down the feeling of having a child when you first have that baby the sweetness the smell the love the how they just want to hold on to you and and just love you put down the excitement of when you got your diploma if you went to college when you got your degree if you're an undergrad when you went to school, if you're a doctor when you got your doctor, just the pride of completing.
completion and getting that piece of paper. If you got a GED, just the thought, I went back to school and I did this thing. If you've ever bought a house, the feeling of getting approved for that first house. If you got a credit card, the feeling of getting your first one. If you have a bank account, the feeling of having a few dollars to put in the bank to open an account. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. The perfect hairdo. My bun today, y'all, is popping. My bun is perfect. I did it yesterday. And normally I have to do my hair every day. If I do a bun, I take it out. Even if I fall asleep with a uh, rubber band in, normally I take my bands out at night. But I fell asleep with it in last night. And I woke up and my bun was still perfect. I should write that in my book. I woke up with a perfect bun on top of my head. The last dish you cooked that was absolutely phenomenal. I don't mean good, I mean phenomenal. When you finish cleaning your house, the feeling of having just a nice, clean house. The laundry, the smell of it. My laundry smells so good, y'all. I put on clothes and I'm like, oh my gosh, these clothes smell so good. I'm just giving you examples and letting you know it doesn't matter how minute it is. If it brought you a smile or brought you a little pleasure or made you just feel warm on in the inside, put it in there. If you are one of these people who when you're in a valley, you're sad and you don't see your way out. It's just the thought. If you don't have that person you could speak to, that family member, that good friend, that, that person who's going to be positive, that, that psychiatrist, that counselor, that therapist, you know, do your book and, and get on your knees and, and talk. I can't think of another counselor that is better in the world than the one you talk to when you're on your knees with your hands in front of you and you just let it out. Best counselor in the world. But whatever you do, do not contact, communicate, or surround yourself with those negative naysayers. They will hold you in that valley. They will put their foot on your neck, whether intentionally or not, and they will long spoon feed you negativity. <sighs> so what you have to do is know whenever I fall into this place again, I know exactly what I'm going to do because you don't want to be pushed deeper into your sadness. You don't want anybody to add extra layers of anger or negative suicidal thoughts or thought of, thoughts of even hurting others. So just please make sure to surround yourself with those that are loving and caring when you're in your valley. Now me, I used to want to be by myself. I said when I first moved here, there were a couple of people I spoke to, and I did. I did. They're, they're my friends. They're still my friends. Um, been my friends for decades. I just know that when I'm in a valley, those are the friends I don't talk to. Now, I do have a friend. If I do want to speak to somebody besides my husband, who is my best friend, but I do have a friend that I can call on and I can talk to her. But my first thought is always to talk to God. But that's just me. That's just me. Now, there will be times when people are like, what's going on with you? 
You know, why are you like that? Why do you feel that way? And they won't understand your valley. They'll think you can blink twice and you'll be well. So when they start asking those questions, it's uncomfortable because you don't know. And it makes it harder to have to explain your sadness to someone that doesn't feel it nor understand it. They're not trying to hurt you with their questions. But it's just the wrong place in the wrong time. So don't feel like you have to explain yourself to people. (laughs) Oh, well, I feel this way because you don't have to explain it. Because it's not like they're going to cure you all of a sudden. They just want to know why you feel that way, but they don't have any answers after that. Now that you've tried your best to verbalize it, do you feel better? No. So it's okay to tell that person who's asking, why? Why are you acting like that? Why do you feel that way? You know what? I'm just going through something right now. So please, just be a little patient with me. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And you can leave it right there. I I told you guys this story once, but I'm going to tell you again. Um, There was a friend I had. I thought she was a friend. And she had been to my house. You know, I've been to hers. Her kids have been in my car. I've transported them. We've done things together, lunches. And um, I used to have this group, which I'm going to start again, and it's called uh, Women Motivating Women. And every month I would invite women and we I would fix a little food and we would sit and we would communicate and it was beautiful and it grew and it grew and it grew and one day I just decided I told you guys I walked away from everything I just decided I wasn't going to do it anymore um give me a second let me drink my tea so um this friend I thought was a friend um I was having a bad day one day my aunt, I just found out my aunt passed away, and I was at work, and I had headphones on. Some of you will remember this story, but she walked by. At the time, I wasn't a, a manager or supervisor or director or whatever I am now. I was sitting in my cubicle. Best times. When I tell you what, people who vie for these bigger positions and they want these grand titles, Life isn't simple up there. The simplest time was when I was making $15 an hour just as a disease intervention specialist. But anyway, she walked by and I guess she said good morning and I didn't hear her. But I was sad anyway. And um, instead of tapping me or, hey, you good or whatever, she got mad at me for not responding and told a mutual friend yeah, I don't know what's what her problem is or something like that to that degree. And the other person came by and spoke and I didn't speak. So she tapped me. Her name's Corinne. She tapped me and I pulled my ear thing out. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, my, my hair at the time, I think it was straight because I'm natural. So it's always curly, but it was covering my ears. So of course she didn't see the ear thing yet. And she was like, oh, I had spoke. And I was, you know, I was apologetic. And anyway, she told me that the other young lady had spoke to me and was upset that I didn't reply. Now, you're upset that I didn't reply? You've known me now for a couple of years. And um, 
actually, I believe I was a, a supervisor because I, I met her as a DIS. So you've known me for a, a while. You've been to my house. We, we do things together. And you're upset because you said hi and I didn't speak back. And, and not only are you upset, you went and talked to somebody else about it. And when I got up to go say something to her, she looked at me and turned her head. Looked the other way. You're, you got that much energy for a so-called friend who just didn't hear you. But let's pretend I heard her. Let's pretend I heard her. Let's pretend my aunt hadn't passed away. You call yourself a friend, be a friend. Good morning, Sonia. Nothing. I was like, Sonia, did you hear me? I said, good morning. If I still don't respond, all right, um, this isn't like you. So, you know, if you go, you want to talk, come talk, or, or even knowing me, did I do something wrong? You know, and if you say, no, I'm just in about, okay, I got you. You know, I'm over here. But to instantly get mad. Tells me a couple of things. Number one, you're not a friend. And number two, you don't know how to handle somebody else's um, sadness. So it was a sad time. Of course, we ended up speaking again. Um, but it showed me character. And sure enough, when I became a manager, um, the character was in full bloom because then it was talking about me to everybody. So I also had to learn to be careful who I wanted to quickly call my friend and invite into my domain and spend quality time with. And I'm definitely choosy about who I share my personal feelings with. Don't tell your business to everybody. Some people just want to know your business because they want to be in your business. Some people want to know your business so they can tell other people what they think they don't know that you know about this person. I'll say that again. Some people want to know your business just so they can tell other people your business to show other people that they know something about you that those other people don't know, no matter how much you ask them to keep it in confidence. Be careful who you share your business with. Be careful who you share your valley thoughts with. Be careful about staying in that valley. It leads to more sadness and more depression. It is the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are depressed this time of the year, and I felt like this podcast. Even though I didn't even know I was going to do this podcast until this morning. Um, it's very necessary because there's a lot of people alone right now. And it's okay to adopt a person for the holidays. Today in the store, which once again is one of my favorite places to be. I was in the same meat market. Uh, an older lady walked up to me. And she had a carry basket. And it had five different kinds of sugar in it. And she thought they were all brown sugar. So she asked me, excuse me, excuse me, can you help me? Um, which one of these brown sugars are the best? So I started looking and I told her, well, this isn't brown sugar. This is regular 
uh, sugar that's not refined nor dyed white. So you don't want this. And I asked her what she was making. She said, um, candy yams. So I told her, well, don't get these because the granules are way too big. You want to get this one. It was the dominoes. I said, you want to get this brown sugar? And so she put her little basket down. She took the rest back. Okay. So she's listening to me. So she comes back and she said, yeah, I haven't cooked in so long. And if you don't use it, you lose it. And she said, I really don't remember how, can you tell me how to make it? So I started telling her how to make candy yams and she pulls out a paper and she's writing everything down. And I'm telling her I'm estimating how much of everything to use. So when I said a pinch of ginger, she didn't know what ginger was exactly. So I went and got it for her, gave it to her. And she said, okay, so I have, um, she told me some kind of margarine she had. And I said, well, I don't use margarine. I only use butter. So she went and got butter. And she came back and I gave her the whole recipe and she was so grateful. I told her how to prepare the candy yams, what to do. Um, she was so grateful. And as soon as I got to the front and checked out, I thought, man, I should have gave her my phone number. I should have given her, why didn't I give her my phone number and my name? Because I could tell she needed the assistance and I would have gladly either A, walked her through it on the phone. I would have even, if she lived close enough by, went to her house and helped her. That's how I think. Now, I'm not saying you should do all that, but sometimes even something that small, somebody might just need you. But if you know somebody who is lonely, alone, sad, depressed, and especially this time of year, any time, but especially this time of the year, because the suicide rate really goes up from this time on to uh, through New Year. It's okay to adopt them for the holiday. It's okay to check in on them. It's okay to show them love and support. It's all okay. It's okay to be present for other people. And it's okay to give up a little bit of yourself You'll still be 100% human. <laughs> You'll still be a full body to give you a little bit of your time to someone who would probably desperately need it. And walk in love. You never know what somebody's going. Somebody cut you off, like I said earlier in traffic, don't get mad. Don't get mad. There was a person honking like crazy. The light I, I, it's a Miami thing anyway, but as soon as a light turns red, people start, I mean green, people start honking. You don't even have the time to take your foot off the accelerator and they're already honking for you to go. But there was this one car honking like crazy because the car, there was a car in the right turning lane, but it says plain as day, no turn on red. No turn on red. So they're abiding by the law. But this Mercedes truck pulls up behind this car and she is honking and honking and laying on the horn, honking, honking, throwing her hands up, missing the signs, missing the signs, says plain as day, do not turn on red. Do not turn on red. Lady was upset, 
I was right next to her. You could see it all over her face. She's throwing up her hands and her mouth is moving and she's laying on the horn and all of that, even if that sign didn't say, do not turn on red. And sometimes I get a little aggravated. I'm not going to lie, but some people just will not make that right turn on a red light. Even if the sign doesn't say, don't turn on red. Even if the sign says only turn on red from the far right lane. Some people will sit there and wait till that light turns green. And yeah, I get a little aggravated, but I'm not going to lay on the horn and start cursing and moving my lips and throwing my hand. I'm setting a tone. I'm setting a tone. And I'm going to be honest, the angriest place I generally am is in traffic especially down here. I've never seen such drivers in my life like I see when I go into Miami. It's like driving in some country where they don't have any rules or regulations. Just go for what you know and we're going to give you your license out of a Cracker Jack box. It's crazy down here sometimes. And yes, I get aggravated. And I told my husband I love to drive. I love to drive. I used to get in the car and drive 21 hours, no exaggeration. I would leave Missouri and drive to North Carolina. I only stopped for gas and food, nothing else, no hotels. I drove one time, one time from Colorado Springs, or from Virginia, excuse me, to Colorado Springs and back. Once I got to Colorado Springs, I stayed. I think that was a 28. 29, 29 or 30 hour drive. And then the very next day we went to Salt Lake City. But I don't mind driving. But driving in Miami, you just got to pray before you go. Pray while you're driving. Pray when you get there. Thank the Lord twice. Turn around three times. Get back in your car. Pray on your in your car. Pray on the, the drive home again. And then thank the Lord when you get home. That's how driving in Miami makes you act. But you guys... I'm going to end this podcast with just saying it's okay to be in a valley. We've all been there. We'll all be there. Just don't get stuck. Don't wallow in your sorrow. Don't woe is me. Pull out that book where you remember all the great things that you're so thankful for. Ketchup, mustard, condiments, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, (laughs) avocados. It don't matter. Bananas, banana pudding cake. It doesn't matter. Write it in your book. Write something funny. Remind yourself of a funny show you were watching or a show you were watching yourself. Write it in a book. I remember that time when uh, Doug Heffernan did this. Your favorite songs. There's a song by Selena Johnson. Um, I think it's called The Sounds of Silence. I don't remember. It's it's a very, it makes me close my eyes and think while she's singing this song. But it doesn't matter. Write what you want to write in your book if you need a book. Surround yourself with positive people when you're in your valley. Those people who, when you say, this girl did this before you could finish the sentences at your house with earrings off and war paint on their face, don't call them. <laughs> don't call them. Call that praying person. Call that person who understands and and who can talk you, talk to you and remind you of whose you are and where you are in life. 
don't you be that negative person either. When somebody calls you and they're on 10, don't you hit 10 with them. Now, if they call you and they're on 10 because of some foolishness that you know they need to be on 10 about, you give them an escape route. And I'm not going to get too deep into that. Use your own use your own imagination to know what I'm talking about. But there are times people will call you on 10 and they have the right to be there. You help them through that quickly. Quickly. All right, don't put yourself in any situations where you can be hurt and help remove them from situations where they can be. But when it's just personal, I just lost my job. You know, my house is being foreclosed on. Um, I gained 30 pounds. I don't have any family here. Those kind of things you can help. And if you can't help, help them find somebody to help. Just don't jump on the bandwagon. And the most important part, if you know somebody who's alone, lonely, um, they don't do well on holidays, adopt them, check on them, call them, visit them, invite them over, do whatever. If, if you invited two extra people right now, I had planned dinner for nine. I'm already up to 15. And nothing's changed. I didn't have to go buy any extra food because I already cook enough for everybody to take home extra food and for there to be leftovers in my house for a couple of days. So I didn't have to change anything, but I'm not going to turn anybody away who has nowhere to be on the holidays. I'm not gonna do it. And it's crazy because I just cooked for two days for my husband's birthday last weekend. And then before that, two weekends, three weekends before that I cooked for two or three days for my son and daughter's birthday. So uh, after this, I'm not doing this the end of the year, but I will invite somebody over for a simple dinner. Just be loving, be caring. And if you don't have somebody, don't even be ashamed to say, hey, what do you, you know, do you mind if I come through? Do you mind if I come through? Most people won't say no, all right? So you guys take care. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate, it's weird. Just joking. Everybody doesn't celebrate every holiday. If you don't celebrate, just have a beautiful weekend. When I speak to you again, I will have gained five pounds and I'll be complaining about it. All right. And um, yeah. Just stay positive, stay hopeful, stay prayful, stay loving, stay kind, stay courteous, stay grateful. Happy holidays.